You are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Heard worldwide on Jazz Radio, WETF.org. My name is John Clark. This is the Jazz Focus. Thank you for joining us again. We are exploring some interesting jazz of the 1920s today. And all of it is uh, organized around the person of a New Orleans piano player and composer and arranger and... um, organizer, I guess you'd have to say, named Richard M. Jones. That description I just made of piano player, organizer, etc. could have been equally applied to Clarence Williams in New York, but Richard M. Jones kind of filled the same function in uh, Chicago in the 1920s. He acted for a good part of the decade as a talent scout for several re- uh, record companies, Paramount, Janet, uh, and also later on Brunswick Vocalion, and so forth. And he uh, had a, a unique perspective on the African-American jazz scene at the time. And he made a series of recordings under his own name that are really uh, unjustly ignored. They're classics of the idiom, I think. And the reason that people don't uh, talk about them more is that, for the most part, they didn't have any first-rank musicians, unlike uh, the Hot Five or the uh, various Johnny Dodds or Jelly Roll Morton groups. But they were very good examples of the kind of hot jazz, kind of based in dance band playing, that was common in Chicago in the 1920s. We've done a podcast in the past on some of the recordings that he did with uh, the trombonist Preston Jackson, and we're going to be doing some of his 1930s recordings on a different show. These are recordings that he did with his group that he called the Jazz Wizards, Richard M. Jones Jazz Wizards, and these were done uh, for Victor and Paramount and... uh, couple of other companies, I believe, in the late 1920s. We started out with the Hollywood Shuffle and followed it up with the Dark Alley Blues. These were done on June 13th of 1927 for Victor. And in this case, Richard M. Jones' Jazz Wizards consists of Eddie Mallory on trumpet. He had been with the, uh, or was with the uh, Alabamians, a fine territory band that uh, operated in and around Chicago and ended up in New York City. Uh, He later married Ethel Waters. He was on some of her Recording dates. I think he fronted the Mills Blue Rhythm Band for a while and uh, later left uh, the performing part of the business to become an agent, I believe. On trombone, we have a, an immigrant, a fellow from uh, Guyana named Henry, otherwise known as High Clark trombone. He had deputized for Kid Ori on one Louis Armstrong Hot Five session, the one that produced Irish Black Bottom, and uh, I believe he too played uh, for some territory bands, including the Missourians, later on. On clarinet and alto sax, we have a fellow named Artie Starks, who was largely associated with Richard M. Jones throughout his career in the 20s and into the 30s. A very good reed player who recorded with him many times under uh, Jones' name and also uh, accompanying singers like Lily Del Christian and L. Zadie Robinson and uh, Sippy Wallace, people like that. On tenor sax, we have Warner Seals, uh, also played clarinet. I don't know much about him. I think he may have been one of the Alabamians as well. Richard M. Jones is on piano. He'll be taking some vocals. And on banjo, uh, a legendary fellow named Banjo Ike Robinson, who was part of quite a few fine jazz dates in the 20s and also uh, got in on the ground floor of the party blues style that came about with uh, the hokum recordings of Georgia Tom Dorsey and uh, Tampa Red. So those two tunes, as I said, came from June 13th of 1927. We're going to hear the other two tunes from that date right now. And most of the tunes we're going to be hearing today were composed by Richard M. Jones. We're going to hear the Smoked Meat Blues and Good Stuff, both of those uh, from that same date. 
Then we're going to jump over to uh, November 7th of 1927. Apparently these rec records sold pretty well for Victor because they kept bringing the band back. Uh, this time the band consists of Shirley Clay on cornet. He had uh, recorded with uh, an earlier version of the Jones Band. William Franklin on trombone. He was well known on the dance band circuit. Uh, Artie Starks again, Richard M. Jones again. Bud Scott on guitar uh, from New Orleans. Uh, either Burt Cobb or Charlie Turner on tuba and Wallace Bishop on drums. A couple of these players, Bishop and Turner especially, were, and Shirley Clay and William Franklin were all part of the Earl Hines big band around this time. And we're going to hear three tunes. The Jazz and Baby Blues, which uh, is very similar to the New Orleans Rhythm King tune, the Tin Roof Blues. Then African Hunch and Boar Hog Blues, all of those by Richard M. Jones' Jazz Wizards. So that's what we have coming up. We have the Smoked Meat Blues, Good Stuff, Jazz and Baby Blues, African Hunch, and the Boar Hog Blues.
So that's Richard M. Jones and his Jazz Wizards recording for Victor. We finished off the um, set from June 13th of 1927. All he's done in Chicago, by the way. We heard the Smoked Meat Blues and Good Stuff, both Richard M. Jones tunes, although Good Stuff uh, was co-credited to the clarinet player Artie Stucks, who's a very effective player on these sessions. He didn't really record with anybody else other than Richard M. Jones and, and some of the players in, in his milieu, um, or orbit, I should say. He did some things with Ma Rainey and so forth, but was a good dance band musician. We also heard Eddie Mallory on trumpet, Hyde Clark on trombone, Warner Seals on tenor sax, Richard M. Jones on piano and voice, and banjo Ike Robinson. And I was remiss in not pointing out a very interesting passage in the second tune we heard, Dark Alley Blues, which had a lovely banjo pizzicato solo uh, with a clarinet obbligato, or you could look at it the other way around too, I suppose. There were some interesting arranging touches that I imagine were uh, devised by the leader, Richard M. Jones, who did some of these fine compositions, many of them blues-based, but not entirely, and uh, he really had some good ideas about compositional technique and changing textures and things like that. Then we went on to the date of November 7th, 1927, different band, Shirley Clay on trumpet, William Franklin on trombone, Wallace Bishop on drums, and Charlie Turner or Burt Cobb on tuba. Uh, Turner, Bishop, Clay, and Franklin were all members of the first Earl Hines band, which was just getting it together at that point. Artie Starks again on clarinet and tenor sax in this case. Richard M. Jones on piano. Bud Scott on guitar. We're going to be hearing a little more Bud Scott coming up. We heard the Jazz and Baby Blues, uh, very similar to the more familiar Tin Roof Blues. African Hunch, which was one of Jones' compositions that explored the minor key and kind of modal figures, almost like the King of the Zulus that Louis Armstrong recorded. And we ended up with the Boar Hog Blues. Jones was born in New Orleans in 1889, so he was definitely of the older generation. He was one of the piano ticklers in Storyville, I believe. Um, and when he made it to Chicago, he started putting bands together and, and doing recording sessions and running recording sessions. Uh, he apparently was the, the, the mover who brought both the uh, Chicago uh, Austin High School guys, the white players around Eddie Condon, Muggsy Spanier, uh, Jimmy McPartland, Frank Teschmacher, into the recording studio and he also may have been responsible for bringing Jimmy Noon's uh, Apex Club Orchestra into the studio as well. So we're going to go on to another Jazz Wizards uh, recording session, but actually before that, we're going to hear a session by a related group. This is uh, a band called Hightower's Nighthawks, led by the New Orleans trumpeter Willie Hightower. He and his wife Lottie on piano had been touring uh, circuses and running circus bands and minstrel bands all through the 1910s. He was a very well thought of trumpet player, very well uh, trained trumpet player, very technically good and so forth. He was the first trumpet soloist with the Carol Dickerson Orchestra. He preceded Louis Armstrong and made their first two recordings, which are going to be coming up in a podcast uh, not too distant future. So this band consisted of Willie Hightower on cornet, John Lindsay on trombone, who recorded with the Jelly Roll Morton Band, Fred Parham on clarinet and soprano and alto sax, as he was on several dates at the time, Richard M. Jones on piano, Bud Scott on banjo, we'll hear him, actually I think it's more guitar in this case, we'll hear quite a bit of him on a couple of these sides, and Rudy Richardson on drums. And these were two recordings that were recorded for the Black Patty label in July, July 20th of 1927. And we're going to hear the Borhog Blues. We just ended up with the um, version from a few months later done by Richard M. Jones. This is the uh, 
earlier version done by uh, Willie Hightower, Borhog Blues. Then uh, the one standard tune we're going to hear today, Squeeze Me, credited to Fats Waller. It was originally called The Boy in the Boat and had dirty lyrics, but Fats Waller cleaned it up a bit and it became a fairly big hit in the 1920s called Squeeze Me. After that, we're going to go back to Richard M. Jones. Uh, we're going to hear uh, two sides that he recorded under a pseudonym. Uh, this was a band that was credited as Wally Coulter and his band. It recorded for Janet in December, December 19th of 1927. And we're going to hear two tunes we already heard that Richard M. Jones recorded in different arrangements. Good Stuff, followed by Hollywood Shuffle. And the band here is very open to interpretation. It's been proposed it's Jimmy Cobb on cornet. He was the brother of Juni Cobb, the multi-instrumentalist, but he, Jimmy was younger and more modern-sounding, I think you'd have to say. William Franklin again on trombone. Two reed players, presumably one is already Starks, Richard M. Jones and Ike Robinson again. Then we're going to go to two sides uh, by, officially, Richard M. Jones. These are for Paramount. Um, interesting that they used his name there because Jones was still recording for Victor at the time. We're going to hear another version of Hot and Ready and It's a Lowdown Thing. And the band credited here is Alicia Herbert on cornet, William Franklin on trombone, Ari Starks on clarinet and alto, and Richard M. Jones on piano. No others, just that quartet. So interesting little bands here. So, start out with Hightower's Nighthawks and the Borhag uh, Blues and Squeeze Me, then Wally Coulter and his band, a.k.a. Richard M. Jones and his Jazz Wizards on Good Stuff and Hollywood Shuffle, and then Richard M. Jones and his Jazz Wizards, hot and ready, and it's a low-down thing.
So that's some fine jazz from the south side of Chicago in the 1920s, late 1920s. We started out with Hightower's Nighthawks. That's Willie Hightower on cornet or trumpet, actually. Uh, he came to New Orleans as a young man in uh, the early 1900s and met his wife, Lottie. Uh, they toured with a variety of uh, black shows and also, I think, some circus shows as well uh, before landing in Chicago. Uh, this group was apparently Lottie Hightower's, although Richard M. Jones played piano on it, so go figure. John Lindsay on trombone, Fred Parham on reeds, Bud Scott on banjo and or guitar, and Rudy Richardson on drums. And we heard the Boarhog Blues and Squeeze Me. Squeeze Me being the only tune, I believe, that... Uh, was not uh, a Richard M. Jones composition uh, on this program. And Borhog Blues and Squeeze Me both featured some very good single-string work by Bud Scott, who uh, had been featured on uh, Johnny Dodd's trio, Date, and a couple of other things uh, around that period as well. So following that, we went to uh, uh, Wally Coulter and his band, a pseudonym for Richard M. Jones. This is J Jimmy Cobb on cornet, William Franklin on trombone, as far as we know. Two reeds, uh, kind of hard to tell who they were. It might have been Artie Starks. Uh, it would be odd if it weren't uh, him. He was the reed player for all these other sessions, uh, at least playing one of them. Richard M. Jones again, and Ike Robinson on banjo and guitar. We heard Good Stuff and Hollywood Shuffle, recorded for Janet, December 19th of 1927. Then we went on to two other tunes done by Richard M. Jones and his Jazz Wizards, done for Paramount in October of 1928. Alicia Herbert on cornet. I don't know anything about him. I believe he played in some big bands in Chicago. William Franklin again on trombone. Uh, Artie Starks on uh, clarinet and alto sax. I forgot to mention um, Cecil Irwin on clarinet and tenor sax. One other source, by the way, says Shirley Clay on cornet, but who knows. Uh, and Richard M. Jones on piano. So the two tunes we heard were Hot and Ready, which featured a clarinet solo by Artie Starks, and then It's a Low Down Thing with clarinet by Cecil Irwin, So and a good alto solo by Artie Starks as well. Again, for Paramount, October 1928. So thank you for joining us today. This is some unusual, uh, I don't know if you call it unusual, but relatively unfamiliar jazz of the 1920s. Richard M. Jones was a very talented uh, player, not, not so much a virtuoso piano player, although we're going to hear a good solo from him coming up on one of the next sides, uh, but a good arranger and a good organizer, as well as a good composer. And he didn't use musicians who uh, have come down to us as, as A-level jazz musicians for the most part, uh, but he certainly had good musicians and they realized his desires quite well in his playing and his compositions. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus, and I am John Clark. We are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on jazzradio, wetf.org. So stick around, tune in every week, tune in all during the week, and hear some fine jazz. We're going to finish up with two tunes, uh, the last two tunes, I believe, recorded for Victor uh, by this group, Richard M. Jones and his Jazz Wizards. We're going to hear the Tickle Britches and Novelty Blues. Tickle Britches is unusual. It's credited to two clarinet players, violin and piano. I only hear one clarinet in there, um, and I believe it's Artie Starks in this case, and Clarence Black, apparently, on violin, and Richard M. Jones on piano. 
Uh, that was recorded, they both were recorded on February 8th of 1929, and uh, Novelty Blues has a larger band, Jimmy McCleary on trumpet, the legendary Roy Palmer from New Orleans on trombone, uh, also on clarinet, and we'll hear clarinet solo by Omer Simeon on Novelty Blues, with Artie Star Stark switching to alto, Clarence Black on violin, Richard M. Jones on piano, and Quinn Wilson on tuba. And Ticklebritch's Blues has another one of those interesting interludes with, uh, a, this time, a pizzicato violin and clarinet as well. So all showing off the compositions and arrangements of Richard M. Jones. <laughs> 